0: This is a WTOP original podcast.
1: Welcome to this episode of The Vine Guy, a WTOP news podcast. I'm your host, Scott Greenberg. In this episode, I have the pleasure of welcoming Bernadette Byrne, who is the Executive Director of the Mendocino Wine Growers. Now, Bernadette has over 30 years of experience in the California wine business, and she spent the last 28 living and working in Mendocino County. Bern's career began in production jobs in Napa Valley, where she spent about 10 years working for Fetzer Vineyards and Fetzer Family in various positions, ranging from Director of Hospitality to Training Director and Special Events Coordinator. Now, during that time, Bernadette served as President of the Mendocino County Vintners Association. After leaving Fetzer, she was the executive director of the Mendocino Wine Growers Alliance and director of marketing for McDowell Valley Vineyards. Most recently, Byrne worked with John Fetzer at Saracena Vineyards as sales and hospitality director. Bernadette credits John's commitment to the Mendocino County wine industry for her transition into this new position representing Mendocino wine growers. Bernadette is very excited about working with the Mendocino Wine Growers Board to promote the Mendocino County wine growing industry. She's looking forward to helping raise the recognition of Mendocino County. Welcome to the podcast, Bernadette.
2: Thank you, Scott. It's very happy to be here with you today.
1: Well, I have to start off by asking you where the hell is Mendocino County?
2: So Mendocino County is a beautiful, wild and diverse county which is about two hours north of the Golden Gate Bridge. If you were to uh, get on Highway 101 driving north from San Francisco, you would transition through Marin County and you continue north and you continue through Sonoma County and you continue north and then you come into Mendocino County. So our county borders Sonoma County on the southern um, uh, border and Humboldt County on the northern border. And we have the absolutely spectacular Mendocino coastline on um, our western shores
1: wow it sounds absolutely beautiful now it does actually start to ring a bell and forgive me but I kind of always associated Humboldt County and and Mendocino County with more kind of a a granola feel do I have that right kind of Uh,
2: did you want to say the Emerald Triangle um, we we do have a history um, of being part of the Emerald Triangle, which is well known for the cannabis trade. We are an independent spirit. I think that is fair to say. Um, I think trailblazers, innovators, artists, musicians um, all find their way to Mendocino County because they're able to utilize their artistic expressions um, fully up here in Mendocino County. One of the things that's really special about our, our region and our wine community is we're, we're based on small family farms. This is not where you're going to find huge corporate swaths of vineyards that are farmed hundreds of acres and hundreds of acres. These, the average size of a farm in Mendocino County is about 15 acres and these are so these are generational family farms have been handed handed down over the generations which gives a lot of flavor and character to our wine region
1: so you're talking about generations being handed down what's the winemaking history of mendocino
2: so and the Say mid 1850s, um, Mendocino County was discovered, if you will, by mostly Italian immigrants who came to California, who were working on the gold rush or the railroads and came up north you know, after leaving San Francisco and discovered what they felt was, say, Tuscany on steroids. It was it was home. It was this beautiful rolling hill rustic countryside that reminded them so much of what they left behind in Italy, the, the neighborhoods of, of Mendocino County that are um, near and dear to those of us who've been here a long time are Talmadge and Calpella and uh, Redwood Valley. And these were settled by the Italian immigrants before the turn of the 19th century. And what's so brilliant and amazing and so many of those vineyards still exist today obviously generationally they've been sort of replanted but we have old vine carignan charbono barbera the old kind of field blends with petite Sirah, a little Valdigay, just these really wonderful head pruned old natural you know rich heritage vineyards
1: Wow. So the so it sounds like Mendocino's got a lot of diversity going on. How big is Mendocino County?
2: We're a large county. Um, probably only five percent or so is actually under vine because we're a very large wilderness-based county. We have about eighteen thousand acres under vine. No. I think we're, we're. I should. I think we're like at one point eight million acres. So that yeah.
1: Okay, so it sounds like it's a fairly large county. Yes, it is. And is it one large AVA then, or is it broken up into several AVA's?
2: There's um, an appellation, which is uh, the Mendocino County Appellation, and then there's smaller American viticultural areas. And so we have 11 American viticultural areas within the Mendocino County. And then there's the Mendocino AVA, which is even smaller than that. One of the things that we're super excited, I'm probably jumping the gun about the uh, inaction of our conjunctive labeling law is many of these small AVAs weren't ever tied to the bigger picture of Mendocino or Mendocino County. And so the passing of our our conjunctive labeling law, uh, which happened last week, allows us to help brand mendocino county so a small grape growing region like potter valley um, or eagle peak or dos rios or covalho um, these are very small avas that fall outside of the general mendocino ava but they are part of mendocino county so with this new conjunctive labeling law any wine that is branded by eagle peak or potter valley now has to say mendocino county on the label And that is going to be great for consumer awareness. So now they have a a relative perspective of, oh, Mendocino County, I've heard of Mendocino County. I know where Mendocino County is. I did not know that wine was from Mendocino County. So it's going to do great things for helping raise the awareness of our, our entire county and grape growing region, because we do have these 12 smaller American viticultural areas.
1: Uh, Bernadette, you did touch on some of the grape varieties that are currently being grown, or at least historically grown, in the Mendocino AVA. Yes. Can you talk a little bit more about the different grape varieties and maybe the wine styles that are that that's going on in Mendocino?
2: Absolutely. So, as a, as we mentioned, um, Mendocino County borders from a fairly warm inland uh, corridor over a coastal ridge to the Mendocino coast. So we have very diverse growing regions. The inland quarter tends to be warmer and I would say more of a Mediterranean climate. So in the um, Southern uh, Mendocino region of Hopland, for instance, you're gonna find um, Grenache you're going to find Syrah, you're going to even find white Rhone varietals such as Roussan and Viognier and Marsan, but you're also going to find Chardonnay. As you move inland up the 101 corridor towards the northern border of um, Mendocino County into the Redwood Valley, you're going to find those old Italian heritage vineyards of Zinfandel and Barbera and Charbonneau and Carignan. Um, And then To the northeast is a region called Potter Valley, which is a higher elevation region, which tends to have cooler evenings and cooler mornings. And they do exceptionally well with um, cooler climate varieties, such as Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. And then if you head west over the kind of coastal range into the Anderson Valley, Um, you have a very, very strong coastal influence of the Pacific Ocean, and that's the Anderson Valley. So you're going to find Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and Alsatian varietals such as Pinot Gris, Gewürztraminer, Riesling, Chenin Blanc. That region also um, features sparkling wine producers such as Rotorier. Uh, Rotorier searched the world to find a region that would compare with the Champagne region of France. And after researching the world, they determined the Anderson Valley was the closest climate and geological, geographical uh, location and producing world-class sparkling wines from the Anderson Valley under Rotary USA for, I believe, almost 20 years now.
1: Well, I can tell you that the new conjunctive labeling law is going to be very valuable in educating misanthropes like me, because until just now, I did not realize that Anderson Valley was part of Mendocino County and part of that AVA. So I just learned something very cool. Love the rotor sparklings, by the way.
2: Well, who could not, right? right? <laughs> so,
1: very excited that this is a Mendocino County project. I was not aware of that. so I think that's kind of pretty cool. So you it are really
2: the- is, if, if I could, uh, Scott, it, it, it is wrapping all of the, that all of the recognition that our, our smaller AVAs have. And again, the Anderson Valley is absolutely a crown jewel of Mendocino County. Um, but we want people to, to identify it as part of Mendocino County as part of a whole. And we feel that the, Um, brand recognition that our beautiful county and our beautiful coastline and the work that our tourism agencies do to promote Mendocino will only enhance all of our regions, including the Anderson Valley, by putting us all together. So everybody understands we are one in the same, and that's just one of our crown jewel growing regions.
1: So the old saying, all ships rise with the tide.
2: Absolutely.
1: So Bernadette, you're the new executive director of the Mendocino Wine Growers. Inc. How, yes. How many members are in your organization?
2: So um, we have about 150 wine growers and uh, vintners in our organization. We are a membership based organization. So we are not a commission, which some regions have, where you are assessed by either your acreage of producing vines or your uh, how many cases you produce. So we're a voluntary marketing organization um, and our mission is to promote Mendocino wine and grapes and raise the recognition and uh, hopefully the, the price for Mendocino County grapes. It's a little bit of a double-edged sword because we represent the growers who want more money and we represent the wineries. you know. So what we're trying to do is raise all, tide, raise all boats with that tide to market the region.
1: A little bit of a tightrope, though, that you walk between. Yeah, the, there's that. <laughs> the, wine growers and the wineries, but it's something, that. Really, something really exciting. Can you share with me some of the steps that you all are taking to raise the awareness? Other than this conjective labeling law, what else is going on with the uh, the Mendocino wine growers that are raising the awareness of consumers like me?
2: Okay, so um, you know, we're a fairly grassroots organization. I am the sole employee. We work to market Mendocino County through um, our public relations efforts. We have a, a great PR agency who's been supporting our outreach, um, 360 View PR, and um, their goal is to, again, get Mendocino, our wines and grapes, into the press. We also... No pun um, intended, right? Right. <laughs> um, we, we also typically host Events um, in a non-COVID world to market Mendocino wines. One of our most successful um, branding events for Mendocino County is called Taste Mendocino. And we bring together Mendocino wineries as well as our showcase properties if as you will like our um five-star resorts and restaurants as well as our specialty food producers we bring together what we call a taste of mendocino the bounty of mendocino county and take that out of mendocino into san francisco and other markets to share with consumers all of what makes mendocino so special as a destination and a wine growing region
1: and if again, if I wanted to get to Mendocino County, am I flying into San Francisco or Oakland? And
2: the, the, from an airport standpoint, the major airports, Sacramento, Oakland, and, and San Francisco, are almost all equidistant, but we also have a great airport in Santa Rosa, which is in Sonoma County. And they, I believe um, have three major airlines now, Alaska United, and there's probably another one, but they typically also have a great, like your wine flies free program. So you can buy a bunch of Mendocino County wines and take them home on the plane without uh, charging a baggage fee. So, and we're less than an hour from the Santa Rosa airport.
1: That sounds too good to be true.
2: It is, right?
1: So, Bernadette, we've talked a little bit about Mendocino, the Mendocino wine growers, talked about the grapes and the wine styles. It's now time to find out what's in your glass.
2: Oh, my favorite part of the whole whole afternoon.
1: (laughs) So tell me, Bernadette, what have you got for us today? I know I'm very excited about the two wines uh, that you're going to be trying, but uh, please fill us in on what's in your first glass.
2: So I um, had the great pleasure of being director of marketing for McDowell Valley Vineyards um, for over 10 years. And McDowell Valley Vineyards was a Rhone wine producer here in the southern end of Mendocino County, where, again, I mentioned the Mediterranean climate uh, works great for such varietals. So I cut my proverbial teeth, if you will, on Taval style, Provence style, Grenache rosé. And once, once once, you're there, it's pretty hard to go anywhere else. So I am having a glass of Grenache Rosé produced by McNabb Ridge Winery. This is their 2019. It's grown by Lakeview Estates. I should say Shadowbrook Farms, Lakeview um, is apparent, but Shadowbrook uh, Farms a Hoplin. And it is a classic bone dry Grenache with, subtle hints of cherry. It's got that wonderful potpourri, light rose um, essence, uh, very dry, great acidity. Uh, it is It is just a stellar example of what I think a classic rosé should be.
1: Well, it just sounds like it's time to grab a hammock.
2: Right, I know. And I have to say this afternoon here in Hopland, um, it has been very warm because we're, we are, Art can be quite warm and um today is like almost the first hint of fall there's a breeze and it's cool it's maybe low 70s um but you know what the rosé tastes
1: great what would that pair with what would you suggest i mean other than a hammock
2: right um you know that's the beauty of a, a, a fabulous rosé um they go well with all sorts of tapas Anything that might have a little salty component, um, melon and prosciutto, a nice paella. Uh, you know, you don't want to go super heavy food. Um, you know, grilled anything, grilled, uh, wonderful uh, chicken breast, something, oh, maybe a little fig and blue cheese Ooh. wrapped with a pancetta on the grill. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I um, like that idea. Yeah, it, it you know that's the beauty of a, a wonderful rosé is they really go with everything. If I was having a hearty pasta with you know like a hearty meat sauce, this would not be the wine I would choose. But anything that's celebrating beautiful um, late summer produce um, and something from the grill, this would be the wine. So
1: I have a, a secret I'll share with you. One of the Things I'm known for when I go to parties, people are always asking me to bring my prosciutto-wrapped shrimp. And what it is, is it's marinade. I take shrimp and marinade and a little bit of a rice wine vinegar and garlic and some other seasonings. Then I take a basil leaf and put it on top of the shrimp, wrap the prosciutto around it, and just barely grill it. Just barely. So uh-huh. it's just cooked through. And like- I always serve those prosciutto-wrapped shrimp with a rosé so this is just ah, brilliant absolutely perfect with something like that
2: i have a i have a, a a new recipe to feature next time i'm able to actually have a dinner party
1: <laughs> right so what's uh what's in glass number two
2: it, you know, it's like choosing your favorite children, like uh, you know, or your favorite there, pet. There, or, are, there
1: are days I can.
2: <laughs> right. I chose this opportunity to crack open one of my precious bottles of GoldenEye Pinot Noir from the Anderson Valley. Their wines are just stellar and I I relish and savor them. So I tend to kind of hoard them. And so today was a great opportunity to use the Coravin and um, celebrate an opportunity to wax poetic, I hope, about Mendocino County. So this is the 2013 Anderson Valley GoldenEye Pinot Noir. And GoldenEye is a producer in the Anderson Valley, which uh, features exclusively Pinot Noir. Occasionally they'll do a Chardonnay and they make a beautiful vin gris of Pinot Noir. But this is their 2013 and it's showing just lovely delicate fruit. Again, it's got some age on it now. Um, Cola berry spice, um, that kind of plum, cherry, and this wonderful kind of cedar. I get some nutmeg and clove, kind of almost that Thanksgiving spice that you would look for. I mean, this would be a wonderful wine with a Thanksgiving meal. It's really a treat.
1: Well, that's just enough to make me get on a plane to Santa Rosa.
2: <laughs> and then you can pick up your wine and and bring them home for free.
1: That's right. Wines fly free. Right. Though so you mentioned Thanksgiving. So do you think this would be a good Thanksgiving wine?
2: Oh, Pinot Noir. I mean, again, when I think of Mendocino County, we have such a wealth of wines. And you can you can go anywhere from a, a dry rosé for your appetizers or what have you. But um, I can remember over the years with Thanksgiving, um, my brother, um, my family was in the grocery business for generations, and my brother was always so proud of his big fancy Cabernets that he you know, had maybe aged or whatever, and he'd bring them home for Thanksgiving. And I'd be like, no, no, that's not the wine. And I would bring Pinot Noir, but I'd also bring Gewurztraminer, a dry Gewurztraminer from the Anderson Valley. And we have some exceptional producers of dry Gewurz in the Anderson Valley, whether it's um, Navarro, Hush, there's just some amazing producers of Dry Gewürztraminer, and with all of the wonderful flavors that you put together on a Thanksgiving plate, I just find that a Pinot Noir and a Dry Gewürztraminer, there's just it's nirvana. You've just you've hit it out of the park.
1: I could not agree more, and I adore Gewürz. I just found out recently that there's kind of a movement to have domestic Gewürz. I've always kind of gone over to you know to the, the Germany and Alsace region of France um, when I think of Gewurz. And I just became aware of this movement for domestic Gewurz. And this year for Thanksgiving, I'm going to have domestic Gewurz on my table.
2: Well, look to the Anderson Valley and another great producer, you know, it's just kind of like, but is Hanley, Hanley Sellers. Um, They do a beautiful Gewurz. They also do a beautiful Riesling. Um, The Anderson Valley, because of the the coastal influence, Alsatian varietals, um, they're just really well suited there. And they do a beautiful job and have been for, for, you know, probably 30 years. This is not a new trend, this is, this is what they cut their teeth on, Pinot Noir and Alsatian varietals, and of course, um, you know, the uh, sparkling varietals of, of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir.
1: Well, speaking of beautiful jobs, I think you're doing a beautiful job representing the Mendocino wine growers. So congratulations on the new position, Bernadette. It is absolutely a pleasure to meet you, albeit virtually. And thank you so much for sharing those two wines with us from Mendocino County. And- thank
2: you, Scott. It's been really a pleasure. Um, it's always an honor to um, help share stories and um, some of the rich heritage as well as the amazing winemaking that's coming from Mendocino County. So thank you for the opportunity to share all of that. and. And asking me to open two great bottles of wine that I'm going to be able to enjoy all afternoon.
1: I'm am, I'm am happy to give you an excuse. By the way, Brenda, before I let you go, if any of our listeners are interested in visiting the Mendocino County region, how would they get into? What do you have a website? So, how would they get more uh, information?
2: So, so our website is in, uh, mendowine.com. But um, I serve on our Mendocino County. Visit Mendocino County. It's our tourism board. Our county has the most amazing destination marketing organization. So anybody who's interested in coming to visit, I suggest they they go to visitmendocino.com. If they're interested in specifically just about wine and geeky stuff, and they want to send me an email, then it would be mendowine.com. But if they're coming and they want to get the whole enchilada, if you will, about where to stay and what to do and where to eat and all of that, it would be visit mendocino.com.
1: That's great. Thank you, Bernadette. And I'm going to be sure to look up both of those websites because I'm coming your way.
2: Well, when you're coming my way, let me know and I'll hook you up with some great, some of our great wine producers, Scott. You're on. All right. It's a deal.
1: (laughs) That'll do it for this episode of the Vine Guy, a WTOP news podcast. This episode was produced by Sarah Beth Hensley, and the music you heard is Wishful Thinking by Dan Leibowitz, available in the YouTube audio library. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and catch my Wine of the Week show every Friday on WTOP and WTOP.com. Until the next time, remember do good, drink well.
0: To be your best every day, You need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples...